On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Climbers, are you having trouble getting co-writes with writers you admire and dream of working with? Getting better co-writes usually comes down to how much value you bring to the room. So today, we're going to talk about how to increase your value as a co-writer. So listen up. Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry. It is all about your track record. It's not about your talent. Your track record has to do with your talent, but if you think you're going to get in on talent and they're going to make your track record, you're sorely mistaken. That's not how the new music business works, and we want to teach you how it works so that you can adjust your approach, just your mindset, adjust your tactics and your strategies to succeed. We want you to win. That's why I created this podcast. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's an acronym. It's actually a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady H.O. Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones, gospel, southern gospel last year. So the train is still on the tracks, baby, making miracles happen. And um, he wants to help you, songwriters like you, become pro by teaching you and revealing how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on the regular, he's going to get you in touch with the pros where you can create relationships through listening room projects. So uh, you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Happy cold day to you, sir. <laughs> Happy cold day to you, too. It's miserable over here. It's like 32 degrees and raining, and then it goes back to snow. And thank God we haven't had any black ice yet, but that's right around the corner. That's what February always means to me in Nashville. Black, <laughs> black ice. ice. Yeah. Black ice month, February. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, then, and then March and, and most of April is like, holy crap, there's another pothole month because it just wrecks the <laughs> freaking roads. Man, you remember that? It's just terrible, dude. Uh, yeah. You're like yeah. dodging them like, you know, like they're five-year-old kids, right? Because it's just like, <laughs> like you know, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just glad that the new word shop uh, that I'm working out of has insulation now. Yeah. And uh, so that that is helpful. I'm still sitting on space heaters because it's, yeah, it's really cold, but at least – it's much, much better. I can feel my toes. So well, that, there you go. That's a step life, in the right direction. Life is good. Life You're is better good. off yeah. than half the planet, my friend. Half the planet. So. Hey, man. I mean, that's something we've been thanking God for. Is like, what do you think for? Warm house, dry house. Yeah. We can go inside. Plenty of rice. Plenty of rice. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, no. Right on. So, what are we going to learn today? 
All right, today we're, I want to talk about how you can increase your value, real and perceived, that you bring to the writer's room. So this is going to help you earn better co-writes, like both first dates and follow-up rights. See, the music industry is so much about relationships, so how you go about building those relationships is hugely important. So that's, that's what I want to dive into today. All right, well, let's do it. Before we do that, let's take care of a little business. We want you to join the Climb community on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. Simple mm-hmm. as that. You can just search for the climb community and find it that way too. You got to ask to be let in. We let everybody in, but we got, you know, there's a velvet rope there. We just want to make sure you know the rules and, and here's the deal. It's real simple. We want to hear about everything. We want to hear about your gigs. We want to listen to your songs. We want to support you and be there to uplift you, but you've got to put that stuff in the right place. Okay. If you mess up our feed, if you make if you if you make our feed muddy, if you make our feed dirty, we're gonna clean it up and you're gonna hear I'm about right. it. And I'm you not gonna down. do it too many times before you, you're shown the door. Yeah. So okay. just put that stuff in the right place and you never know, you might get one of your wins talked about on the air, like we're gonna do right now with Mr. Brent. That's right. Every Wednesday, uh, except I think I missed this last Wednesday. I need to update the group post. But uh, we post the new height segment. It's when we encourage you to share your wins, your music-related wins, with the group so we can celebrate with you. And so I want to share a couple of these uh, recent ones. We have Patrick Adams says, got a couple uh, songs into the re-listen pile for a newer band on the scene and a serious consideration by a major label artist for another song. Got to thank my teammates, the Amigos, Chris Tiscarino and Brad Hacker on a super right. Uh, and Karen Fraden, uh, they are the best. Ace is one and all. So, and then they forgot to. Then he had to go back in and mention me later because I'm a writer on one of those too. So, thanks, thanks, Patrick. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's good. They're getting some uh, some good feedback on a song that we worked on and another song as well that I had nothing to do with. Uh, let's see, your buddy Lee Daubertine, he wrote a killer song with David Lee and had fun in the studio. So David Lee, he's uh, he's down in Texas now. That's where Buddy lives. But, man, he's written some great stuff. He I used to see him out at the Broken Spoke. He wrote a bunch with uh, oh, Tony Lane, and, and I think he was a writer on 19-something for Mark Wills. And, and so uh, David is, is a pro writer, but he's back in Texas now, and, and so Buddy's gotten to write with him. And so that's, that's a win, man, getting to write with somebody that knows his way around the block. So congrats, y'all, and to everyone else that posted some new heights. Congrats, and keep on climbing. There we go. Good job. Hey, make yep. sure that you uh, follow or subscribe to the podcast, depending on what platform you're on. Uh, please leave a rating review on iTunes. We still want those. That helps us get discovered by other people. And then finally, uh, most importantly here, I mean, you spend at least an hour with us every week. That's that's a lot of time. We know how starved you are for time. We do not take that for granted. We don't ever want you to think that we do. My point is, if, if you're doing that, it's for a really good reason and share that reason. Let people know mm-hmm. um, because it is – if you tell them, it's going to be – it's going to mean a lot more than if we tell them. <laughs> That's right. So, and if, if we can help them and you're the gateway to us helping somebody else, that increases your value. You brought value to that person. That's going to be what we're talking about today. But you get to be the cool kid that turned them on to something that's helping them. And you get to be a part of their story. Yeah, think about that. Like, I don't want to compare ourselves in any way, shape, or form to the first Van Halen album. But I do remember <laughs> when my friend turned me on to the first Van Halen album. And I was just like, dude, 
I just knew my life was changed forever, you know, <laughs> and all I had to do, I just thanked him. I've never forgotten about it, you know, <laughs> so point that in the right direction. All right, so let's get to it. All right. So, okay. Um, I would say that nobody has all the co-writes that they want with all the people they dream of writing with. Like mm-hmm. even the top dogs probably have a few bucket list rights they haven't pulled off yet. Somebody out there with their name on like 20 number ones still can't get in the room with Sting. Or James yeah. Taylor, or John Bon Jovi, right? Right, right. We're all trying to climb that ladder. You are not alone. I'm still. There's still rooms I'm trying to get into. This is a part of the business that's just it. It always has been. Always will be part of it. You are not the only one. Okay, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to figure out new ways to get in new rooms all the time myself. Okay, so this is the thing. So what? What are you going to do about this problem? How are you, what are you doing to increase your real and perceived value? Because that's what it comes back down to ultimately is why do they, why would they want to be in the room with you? Uh Like what value do you bring? It sounds mercenary, but when you look at these people could be in rooms with so many different people. Why you? Oh, hey, can, can, I, can I just interrupt for a second early? Yeah. I'm going to interrupt early and often in your show. Um, <laughs> All right. So let's remember this. Writers don't get paid to sit in a room and write songs. Nope. They get paid when the song gets cut. If so it gets released. If it <laughs> yeah. gets released, yeah. They get paid when money. the song gets released, gets on the radio, and makes some money. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the only way that they get paid. So – and for every, you know, even for the big hit songwriters, every time that happens, they've written 40 other songs, which mm-hmm. is times three hours or more, mm-hmm. right? You do the math on how many hours that is, okay? They don't have they're, – they're not in an outreach program to help people find out where they are on their journey, right. you know? Like, I, you know, you're not going to get the opportunity to step into a room with a hit songwriter and be weighing over your head. And so if they can help teach you, you got a little bit more work to do uh, and writing with your class. That's not going to happen. It doesn't work right. that way. You know, I, so I don't under, know. Oh, yeah. Just, I remember. Just, just um, work your butt off in your class and get up there and you'll work your way up there. Right. Yeah. I remember years ago I was uh, I was doing I was hanging over at NSAI and this uh, aspiring writer that I knew a little bit at the time, um, you know, we were chatting. He was kind of bellyaching a little bit about this buddy of mine that you know i would written with he's like man this so-and-so he's like man he you know because he'd bumped into him a couple times was he's trying to write with him he's like man he's big time in me yeah. you know i can't get in the room with him and i'm just like well i can't speak for you know my mutual our mutual friend specifically but in general you have to remember dude like any day he says yes to you he's saying no to everybody else he could write with that day yeah think about that it's not like well, I mean, you you have time. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm flexible. He, my friend, was flexible at the time. You know, who he, the, that other guy thought was big time in him. But it's not about that. It's not like, is there availability in my schedule? Yeah, I could book something. But then, for me to say yes to you, I have to say no to everybody else I could write with. When people say, "Hey, you want to write?" and I look at my calendar, that day's not available anymore. You know, and you only have so many days available even if you're doing it every day, right? And so when you think about yeah. that way, I think it frames it a little more properly going, oh, wow, and it's competitive. Like, yeah, what are you going to do in that room? And how about this? You don't want it. You re- you might think you you might take it. You might 
you know, take a windfall or a lucky stroke or something like that, but you really don't want it to come to you for any other reason than you deserve it, right? Then you're ready. Then they want to get in a room with you, not because you browbeat them and uh, into submission. You know what I mean? It, it's like yeah. it, it, that's it's, no it's so right. many levels of stuff. Yeah, it just goes yeah. wrong, and and it's like you don't and you don't want to think for your own personal. Um, validation and for your own personal self-esteem, you don't want to think that uh, you got into that room for any other reason than you're a damn good writer. Yeah. Well, just honestly, because most writers, if if it feels like a charity, right? I mean, how much are they really bringing a hundred percent to the room? You know, and yeah, I didn't even think about that. They're going to dare if, if that ever were to happen because you had a really good friend. And they're like, okay, let's just do this, try to help them out. I'm not going to give you the crap I'm about to go write with Craig Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, with Craig Wiseman. Or whatever. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you the B shit. You know, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, you might bring something and, and I'll, I'll work hard while we're there. But that's, you know, for the most part. Now it's different, you know, like I'm different, like when I'm working with clients and stuff, but still, they bring the ideas. So you you want to make sure that yeah they helping them develop their idea is different than you know hey I got this killer idea how do I work on it with you right oh, yeah. the new guy like no exactly and so you want to make sure that you're perceived as as a valuable co writer as an asset you want to be in the asset column right you yeah. know I, I would I remember um, looking at my calendar you know different times in my career and almost looking at it like money days. You know, I had some days that I'm writing with people, but eh, I don't know. And then like, oh, these days, though, these are money days. Like, I feel like if we're on that day with who I'm writing with in that situation, we can make some money. You yeah. didn't, I didn't feel that way about every day, every write. Sure. And you still come in and you try, but it's not as exciting. And if something has to get bumped, it's one of those days, not the money days, right? Yeah. If, yeah. You know, if we have to book a dentist appointment or something – and it can only be during one of those times. I'm not picking one of my money days. Yeah. It would be like pulling teeth to get me to bail on money <laughs> day. Right? But so that's just – yeah. Because I'm trying to make a living here. And yeah. and every rider, it's super competitive. Uh, it's not easy for anybody. Nobody just has cuts to throw around like candy, you know, and mm-hmm. Mardi Gras or whatever, beads at Mardi Gras. It's, it, everybody is struggling. Everybody is, is trying to get up in a rock and never feels like they're – up and rocking really i mean for the most part there may be a few that feel like they can't miss but you know it's very few and far between that doesn't last long and so you're asking for the time of somebody who is really desperate you know it's like every day is the you know we're coming up on march madness every day is march madness and we're just trying to stay in the tournament and you're like can i can i get in the start can i crack the rotation am i starting five you're like yeah you know, what are you bringing yeah. to the table here? Like we, I'm trying to stay in the tournament. <laughs> Survive in advance, dude. And you're trying to crack my starting lineup for, get some minutes. You better have skill about something. And, yeah. and so that's, I just want to set this reality in your mind that this is super competitive just to get in the room. And, but even at all levels, even if it's two unknown riders, they still want to get in the room because there's some sort of perceived value. You know, at some point, yeah. some maybe like I'll just write with anybody because I don't have very many options. I have more time than I have co-writers. Um, but eventually you're going to climb up that ladder where people have options. 
Yeah. You want to and, there's so, and there's so many climbers that uh, we have that are not in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the microcosm of this is like whatever market you're in, you yeah. know, like who's the, who's the writer in your, who's the artist in your market that you really freaking would love to write with. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. Get in there, you know? And yeah. when you start adding value to that writer and you get in that circle, then it, it, it's just lather, rinse, repeat to get yeah. into bigger and bigger circles. Better and, circles. you know, and these days you, you have more opportunity worldwide, but you also have more competition worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have, let's see, a ride on the books next week with, uh, one of the writers is a artist up in Canada and she's up in Canada and we have the current single on her, you know, Brooklyn Blackmore. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, did a, we did a video content challenge with her on missing the moon that I wrote with her and Aaron Goodman. Well, guess what? You know, we're me, Aaron and Brooklyn are writing again next week and she's going to be zooming in from Canada. So you're not just, if you want to ride with Brooklyn, you're not just competing with the people in your local area. Mm. You're competing with me yeah, and Aaron who are out of town, different country, but with zoom, we have more options. Now that can That's work right. for you. You know, that means you, you don't have, you're not limited to just who you can use house. You can drive to. So that means you can ride with anybody, but again, it's more competition. You know, it's kind of like the streaming game. If you're trying to be an artist, great. Everyone can get on streaming. The bad news is everyone can get on streaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, it's, but it's more opportunity than threat. Um, and, you know, I talked about real and perceived value. So I say perceived because you might bring all the value in the world. But if you're seen as a low value co-writer or an unknown commodity, you'll get treated like such as such. You know, so you both need to bring a lot of value and you need to be known to bring a lot of value to the writing relationship if you want to get in that room for the first time. In other words, you know, I can't tell if I meet you if you're a great writer or not. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me you're a great writer because the more you tell me you're a great writer, the more I think you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's how that works. Now, oh unless you say I've had cuts by so and so and so and so, then I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like yeah. for a long Go time, on. my middle name was he wrote Monday Morning Church Baxter. That yeah. was you know, and so people went, oh yeah, and it was a lot easier to get rides. Yeah. Then it was like the week before. <laughs> you know, this song that was years old got cut when I didn't have that business card. People were like, yeah. hey, you guy, hey. That's you right. I wasn't any better. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, day for day for day, I was a better writer than the day I, I wrote Monday Morning Church. Like, you know, it'd been a couple of years. Experience. Yeah. I had two more years of experience as a songwriter and I was better, but nobody knew it. Just by meeting me, you can't tell by shaking a hand. Yeah, And so that's where the perception comes in. Like I was bringing value of the guy that could write a Monday morning church, but not even I knew that, <laughs> you know, yeah. until, until they got cut. And then I was perceived differently. And, I love it. you know, that, so that's not an easy way to change the perception of you. Go get a cut, major cut. But I want to talk about some ways that you can, you can increase your value as a songwriter, as a co-writer to hopefully help you get better first dates, like first rights with somebody. And then as you grow that relationship to stay in, you know, in the crew, you know, people have options. People come on and people come off the team, right? People crack the starting five and then they end up back on the bench. That's right. So that's right. uh, so I got a few things here. So the first one is to develop a superpower. Uh, this brings real value to a co-writer. Like, what do you do better than most writers? 
what do you have a knack for that you can focus on and turn that knack into a superpower? Is it lyrics? Is it melody? Is it tracks? Is it song plugging? Like, can you develop a hook as a writer so that people know what specific problem you solve and what specific value you bring? I think, I think it helps a writer to have a great hook, just like it helps an, a song to have a great hook. Um, so, you know, my superpower hopefully is lyrics, titles, ideas, concepts, angles, and, and lyric when we get in the room. I was talking to someone about this the other day. I don't write melody. And so I'm a lyric guy. I have guitars on my wall, but most of the strings are older than most of my kids. I don't, you know, that never was my strong suit. It never was my natural knack, my natural ability. But words, like I could sit down and work on words and I felt progress. I felt like something happened positive. Uh, Sit down and play guitar, sing, write a melody. Usually I'm just frustrated by the end. But lyric, I'm like, I got a knack for that. And I just determined early on, like, okay, if I if I go all in on this and turn this knack into a superpower, then my phone has a reason to ring. Somebody has a reason to call me because, like, he helps. He does this. He solves this problem. So self-awareness. Self-awareness and and choosing to, to hone a knack into a superpower to go, okay, yeah, self-awareness to go, what am I – naturally more gifted at and then making a choice to go, I'm going to really develop this into something really sharp and really helpful. Um, like, do I call a, a general handyman when I have a plumbing issue? No, I call a plumber. Why? Because it's a plumbing issue. Maybe yeah. the handyman could handle it, but I don't think of calling him because I call a plumber. Why? It's a plumbing issue. Same thing with electrical. There are handymen out there that can handle plumbing and electric and all this stuff, but they don't file in that spot in my brain. <laughs> I may call them for like, well, this is a weird kind of thing I need done that doesn't really fall into a clean like electrical or plumbing or uh, maybe I'll just call a handyman. Even though they right. can do those other things, they don't have a file in my brain for they can do all those things. When you, so I, when you break your leg, you don't go to your general practitioner doctor. You go to an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like it's going to be done right, you know. And so that can be that way as a writer too. Now, I think it's great if you are good at a bunch of stuff. Now, I wish I were. I mean, I'd love to be like a Keith Urban or Brad Paisley or Vince Gill who can sing great, write great, play great guitar. All that. I would yeah. be phenomenal. I'd love that. Uh, but I just know the reality. That's not, that's not where my ceiling is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you can have build yourself a hook. So you have a file in someone's brain. They know, I got an issue with this. I'm going to call so-and-so. They're going to call you. That increases value. Even if you're good at the other stuff, if you're known for one particular thing, then they have a reason to call you. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, Let's see here. You know, you got a title you can't quite figure out? Call Brent. Need a hook? Call Brent. (laughs) You know, like that's the kind of stuff I'm aiming for. Right. And I'm trying to build that brand through like song title challenge. And when I'm in the room with people, bringing in titles, bringing in ideas. And so, you know, when I hit people up like, hey, you want to write? They're more likely to say, yeah, why? Because Brent brings good ideas. He doesn't bring melody, but that's that's what I, that's cool. That's what I do. I need ideas. I'm going to call him because I'm, I'm anxious to see what he what he has today. You know, I love that. There's some people I've written with. I walk in the room like, oh, I can't wait to see what you have today. Can't wait to see <laughs> yeah. what you bring to the party, Brent. The general fans. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like. Truly excited. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, pressure. 
but also that that means they they have an expectation of you know my quote unquote superpower is going to kick in and that there's the value that I'm bringing. So yeah, and it gets generally excited. So side note, not about writing, but um, I remember you know I looked out in L.A. every 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 January in L.A. is the NAM show, which is National Association of Music Merchandisers. So. Yep. Down in Orange County, all the rock stars are in Orange County for three days because they have to show up yeah. because they have um, uh, endorsement like deals. Like endorsement yeah, deals. Yeah, yeah. And so there's always a lot of people in town. There's always like cool parties happening or, or you know, appearances and, and, and stuff you want to go see. So somebody I'm happy to say is a friend of mine, a guy named Dave Marshall. is like a golden god guitar player from – like the eighties. Like he was in yeah. Vince Neal's band with freaking Steve Stevens. Yeah. Okay. Steve Stevens, who's a, a like super God on the guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Billy, Billy Idol's guitar player. We went to this appearance thing. It was like some kind of party or something that was, you know, put on by one of the somebody's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, not a private party. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and so we go there and I'm with, like Dave Fowler, who's like a dear friend of mine and a god on bass, right? I mean, yeah. this cat's played with Billy Bob Thornton. He's played with uh, Cinderella. He's, I mean, he's played with everybody, you know. Um, and Kelly, my other buddy, he's like a killer engineer, you know, producer. And so we're all like pros, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and this band, and Dave Marshall's like playing in this band that's got a bunch of other people, like sponsored people in or whatever. And they're playing cover songs, right? And they get into this like Guns N' Roses song, and we all just like Dave was like in front of me, and I'm like shoulder to shoulder with Kelly. We're both behind Dave, and Dave just turns around and says what we're all feeling, like, oh, and his eyes are as wide as saucers, and he's just like, I, I just can't wait to hear him play the solo. You know, it's <laughs> 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 like me too. We're like five years old, you know. We're all like, yeah. oh, God, it's so good, you know. So yeah. it's like that kind of enthusiasm. That's what you want. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait wait to see what hook you bring in today. What what melody, what what chord for you know, what idea, what whatever that is, what track you bring in. You know, yeah. Like what is your super yeah, it might be building tracks. I mean that's something that's getting more and more common is the writer producer. And mm-hmm. you know, can you can you bring in go like, yeah, I can take this um, this work tape or whatever, I can build a track in the room or I can, you know, a couple days later we can have basically a demo that just needs vocals or I can do yeah. that too or whatever. That definitely increases your value because then I don't have to go pay for it and we can get it done faster. So it saves me time and money and I get more demos done that way, which gives me more shots at the dartboard. That's value. You know, yeah. there's some people I write with and that's, that's one of the things about, well, if it's close between this and that, per, you know, they're both open. I'm going to go write with the one that can, you know, is also a good writer, but we'll get a free demo out of it if it's a worthy yeah. song. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't I want to do that, you know? So, yeah, there, there are many different types of superpowers. It might be song plugging. It might be like, you know, I've heard about some people are in the room just because, I mean, they're not a great writer, but they will, they are a salesperson and they will get that song everywhere in town, yeah. you know, and that's the value they bring. It's a superpower. It's not one that shows up really on the page, but you know what? It helps that song find a home, and that's super valuable. I mean, heck, why do you think people write with artists? Even yeah. you know, now some artists are great writers, you know, so it it's all kinds, and some are terrible writers. But you know what? I'm just, I'd write with a terrible writer if they have a record deal because I'm going to make it a three way and get another good writer in there. 
Well, you can write three if you need to, but your value is your superpower is a record deal. Your superpower is to get head and cut it, yeah, and interpret it exactly. Um, so, so develop your superpowers. One, number two, show your work. Um, so, one of the things I try to always do is to text my co-writers whenever I pitch one of our songs. It only takes a few seconds, uh, but it does a few things for me. One, it gets my name uh, back in front of prior co-writers in a positive way. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just letting them know that I think well enough of our song to pitch it. And that is, you know, that's going to make them feel good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're just having a day. You might be having a good day. You might be having a bad day. Maybe it's a day you're doubting that you've ever done anything worthwhile in music in your life, even if you've had five number ones or whatever. All of a sudden, this text comes in from Brent. Hey, just want you to know I pitched blah, blah, blah song to so-and-so for so-and-so today. Fingers crossed. You know, good work, man. You did great on that song. That's it. That's the text. That's it. I'm not asking for another day. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm working for you. For I'm us. working for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't get a warm fuzzy out of that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and now even if they're aware and they've been in the game long enough to know that most pitches don't turn into cuts, um, it's still always good to know your work is getting some pitches because if it's not getting pitches, it's not going to get cut. Um, and even if they have publishing deals, you know, they don't hear about most of the times their songs get pitched. You know, because the pluggers are doing their thing and they don't tell you, they may have access to some pitch logs, but, you know, they don't normally tell you when they're pitching a song. They may tell you if you got a hold or something like that or something, somebody really liked your song, but you're still not hearing about all the pitches. And so it's just always nice if you can hear that. Um, So that's a good thing. Also, it might remind them of our song so they can remind their pluggers about it too. Or it might remind them to go, you know, that is a good song. I should, you know, I have actually have a meeting coming up with so-and-so. I think I'll play that for them. So it can't hurt to shine a little more spotlight because I'm competing with all the songs that other person has written to get pitches too, right? Out of their camp. So it can't hurt to go, you know, hey, I'm pitching this song. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Let me, squeaky wheel gets a little more grease, you know. might get a little more love, which may increase the chances of it getting cut, which, hey, you know, even from their side. Um, I, I, hold on, I got something to add to that too. And yeah, because this has happened to me so many times, more times than I would like to admit. But we all get busy, right? We all get busy doing the things that we're working on, the projects that we're working on, or whatever. Yeah, we do. And sometimes I'll have somebody come up, like it'd be somebody I'm working with or something. And they're like, "Hey," and they'll have this idea, like, "What if we tried this?" You know, with that, like in your case, in this argument, in this not argument, but this conversation we're having, it would be like, "Hey, what if we pitch this song to so and so?" Or you know, like just something as simple as that, which on its surface and and understandably so, is so freaking obvious. <laughs> yeah, that you would just assume everybody thought about it. Yeah, but then I've had, like what I'm saying is I've had multiple times where somebody's like, "Well, hey, what if we tried this or that?" And I'm like. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store 
or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Duh. What, yeah, what if we try that? Why haven't I thought of that? You yeah. know what I mean? Because you're just so don't assume that because it's obvious mm-hmm. that they think it too. Yeah, because we're all busy. We all have yeah. distractions and ooh, bright shinies all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, I know you probably already thought about this, but what if we pitch this to so and so? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I got a friend. Or or sometimes we're like we're working on like a pro- and this is even worse, okay? But this is the reality of like life, right? Yeah. So sometimes we're working on a specific project where I've got this song and I want to do this thing with this, and we're trying to figure out who we know and how to get in there, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap! I know who we need to talk to. Yeah. I know who I know exactly how we're gonna get in this, and and it's just you you don't have like that instant recall of the Rolodex of all the relationships that you have that are attached to that. And mm. uh, you know what I mean? So it's just like talking about that and, and doing that is huge. And just don't assume, don't assume that they, oh, yeah. that they know, or that maybe, you know, they have a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. that could help. Don't assume that they're making that connecting that dot in their head. Right. Already, you know I mean? It's like, honestly, God, I've had that happen so many times. Like, Oh, I'm an idiot. Of course. Why, why didn't I think about that? You know, well, like, well- and and a lot of writers aren't great pluggers of their own stuff. Like yeah. they're just so passive about it, or they just weird, or they you know they, they or they just don't for whatever reason, any myriad of self sabotage reasons or whatever. And you, they might need a little push to go, hey, dude, seriously, call up so and so. You can send it right to them, right? Yeah, I need to. Okay. Yeah, didn't you uh, just save his dog from drowning? I did. Yeah. Think you might take a call? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's not so much uh, increasing my value as a co-writer as it is just working to get the cut. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's a little uh, off from this topic, but still, that's a good thing. And, and sometimes what I'll do also when I'm like, hey, you know, pitching this song to so-and-so's camp, you know, I don't have strong ties. If you know of some way in, I think it's a great pitch for them. Just to hopefully ping them, like you were talking about, Johnny, for the go, Oh, actually, yeah, you know, I do know the producer on that, or you know, because they may have better ends with that certain camp than I do, and so that's yeah, another reason. Or, or, or don't assume that they know that the player that you're thinking about that was on this project that's somehow related to the the goal that you're trying to get to that they know that person was on the project, even yeah. though they know that person really freaking well. Yeah, it's like, did you know that so and so was on this project? No. Like he's doing that now. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I can text him right now. Like I, I got him on speed dial. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you just, you just got to float all that out there. Yeah, for sure. And so again, showing your work. Um, so it makes me look good. It reminds my co-writers that I'm out there song plugging. I'm out there hustling. Uh, I'm not just hoping that their publisher is going to get a cut, right? I'm not trying to just ride their coattails. Y'all go make it happen. No, I'm adding value as a song plugger. So now hopefully they, in the room, they go, man, he's he's a bang up lyricist. You know, he brings value in the room. But oh, 
he's bringing value after we ride it. Mm. So maybe I'm more likely to get in the room than that rider who's also a good rider but doesn't do the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm climbing that value ladder. Uh, now, for you, it might be – it might not be – well, you may be thinking like, I I don't know anyone to song plug to. I don't know anyone to pitch songs to. I can't get a song to so-and-so's producer, label won't listen. You know, I, what can I do? Maybe for you and where your co-writers are, it's I took this to a play for publisher night. You know, I, I did the NSAI, you know, song feedback night or, you know, I, I had this publisher event, you know, a, a play for a publisher or a music industry pitch event or something. And we got our song in or, we, you know, I sent the song to that fingers crossed. So they know, okay. You know, whatever level you're on, you're trying to level up with their song. Mm-hmm. And so that's more value. Maybe their other co-writers aren't doing that, or maybe their co-writers are, but they don't know it. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember uh, we watched some of the first season of Mad Men years ago, and they were okay. – I think it was uh, the cigarettes that, you know, whatever the company was, uh, you know, had a client – and he's like, tell me about these cigarettes and tell me about the process. You know, Don Draper's in there listening. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And we take the nicotine butter and we toast it and blah, blah, blah. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's toasted. Yeah. He's, That's great. It's, it's whatever cigarettes. It's toasted. He's like, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> but all cigarettes are toasted. He's like, they don't know that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard that on TV. Have you? <laughs> yeah. He's like, but all cigarettes are made that way. They don't know that. It's sounds nice you know and so like maybe there are other co-writers you're out there plugging but if they don't squeak that wheel then yeah. you're going to be perceived as more valuable because you're, exactly them right. and you're working their stuff right so whatever exactly level right. you're on it could be hey i played it out and it could be i just i just played it out at around you know went over well you know whatever just wanting you to know gave you a shout out oh sweet you're playing my stuff well that you just bump up in value you help him. You're on the team. Nobody, no, nobody, everybody, everybody has time to take a text and read it when they're being told that they just, somebody just sang their song out. At a oh, yeah. Heck yeah. That's never, that's never a bad text to send. <laughs> it is always, I mean, I'm associating my name with positive vibes, right? Yeah. How is that ever not good? Yeah. So how can fifty videos all day long? Oh my god! Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another. I'm so sick of reading these texts about people that are playing my songs. Like that said, no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, how can I? I'm not. I'm not showing up with problems. I'm showing up with solutions. Right. And good vibes. In good vibes, right? I'm increasing my perceived and real. I mean. You know, it's real because I'm doing this song plugging. I'm doing this stuff is my real value, but I'm also increasing my perceived value because I'm letting them know about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and staying top of mind. Exactly. Staying top of mind. Uh, there's a, there's a book. Um, uh, I don't, I have it somewhere across the office here, but it's talks about like your, your mind share, you know, uh, how top of mind you are and someone's brain. Mm-hmm. And we're, all, we're always on a down, downward escalator. The escalators, you know, the top of the escalator, that top floor, that's top of mind. And the escalator is always moving down. And what are we doing to step back up that escalator, right? Because yeah. if we don't do anything, we're gone. We're sliding off the top of mind to the bottom of mind, to the off the mind. So these pings, that's me taking steps up to top of mind. Boom, popping back up to the top because I'm top of mind when you're looking at my text. 
Yeah. And so that's a way for me to maintain some mind share without asking for anything. Yeah. It takes like almost no time. Um, so that I have a couple guys I've written with who are working to break into the business and they email around whenever they've gotten a positive comments on one of our songs by song placement pros or taxi or song you or whatever service, other services and stuff they're using. All right. They, they will just share it out and they're like, Hey guys, when do you know, you know, they, and they'll forward the email or something like so-and-so love to copy of this for so-and-so, or they want to listen again. And you know, these guys are trying to break into the business, but you know what? It gets their name in front of me in a positive way. I don't yeah. hate getting those emails that, you know, they're working it. I'm like, it, it reminds me that these guys aren't just dreamers, they're doers. Yeah. You know, and just a positivity in my day when they send that attaboy email thread and they're like, all right, way to go, go team, you know? And, yeah. I've, and I'm on that thread because I help these guys, you know, work up a song that they're working. And so I think about those guys more. Why? Because every once in a while, one of those will show up in my inbox and it's never unwanted it's always yeah. a positive vibe I'm like sweet and i know that most most time n- nothing's ever going to come of that but it's fun their enthusiasm you know that's always that's always fun to you know to have some of that wash over me and and it's like yeah. oh, cool i'm glad they did the song you know yeah so that's you know develop a superpower show your work um what else we got with think outside the box Okay, like think outside the box of ways that you can add value. It's not just in the room stuff. So uh, as we've talked about, I'm not an instrumentalist. All right. I'm not a producer. Basically, I'm not a track guy. But track guys bring good value to the writing room. And by guys, I just mean people. You know, they can basically provide a free demo to the co-writer. So that's a great value. So it got me thinking, what can I do to provide some of that value? Even though I'm not a producer, I'm not an instrumentalist. Like I said, I'm you know I'm a better guitar owner than I am a guitar player. <laughs> um, and I was saying about that one day, and, and my buddy Johnny has a bunch of interns that work for him over at Daredevil. And I started thinking about what can interns do for me. Well, I signed up with Belmont for interns, and so now I have a few students putting together demos for me, like for college credit, right? Yeah. So, so now you're a track guy de facto. And so I'm providing some of that value as a track guy because, uh, you know, my co-writers don't really care how it gets done. All they know is I'm showing up with some tracks that they can sing on and they don't have a bill attached to it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So free demo? I guess that makes you a track guy, even though I'm not in the room, you know, building the track. Um, so, yeah, I have some some students. And everybody that- wins on that. Your student gets to flex his muscles and, yeah. and, and get better at chops for – kind of providing that service yeah, it's definitely for somebody. Yeah. It's a welcome thing because I'm not paying for it, so I'm not expecting anything, but I'm just grateful for the effort, right? And, yeah. and, and when they're delivering, it's great. And all of a sudden, hey, that brand of that student's going to get around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, helps your, it helps your cost because you're adding yeah. value to the right. Uh, everybody wins. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. So it didn't cost, you know, it cost me some of my time. We have meetings and we'll go over the songs and not every song that, you know, an intern has taken a crack at has, has become something that I would work with. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, you get what you pay for to an extent, but some of them I've pitched for sure. Um, but it doesn't cost us anything. So I can just email a co-writer up out of the blue and go be like, Hey, remember that song from a couple of years ago that we never demoed? Well, here's a track. You know, maybe no charge if the if the you know intern can do vocals and everything. Like I had some Julia, she was great, uh, and she was like one stop shop. 
and she could sing it. She could do full tracks, all that stuff. And so I'd just send Julia some, you know, we'd go over some female songs that I thought would fit her well. And sure enough, full demo. And I could just send it to my co-writers going, hey, by the way, I got this demo, no charge, had somebody work on it, you know. Hope it, hey, that, how's that not a win, providing some value? Yeah. You, dig it. Yeah. you know, um, others may be, hey, I got a track done, love to get your vocal on it. You know, can you do that? I'll hook you up with my intern and we'll make it happen. Yeah. That's not happening very much. I mean, I don't hear about that. And again, it's not like you're hiring one of these A-list producers to, to go ahead and work your song up and send it to your co-writer. So, you know, sometimes, like I said, you, you get what you pay for, but I'm also not showing up with this demo that they had to put time into and shows up with a $400 bill attached to it or anything like that. It's like, hey, it's free. If this helps to give you something to pitch, then great. Um, and so that's, you know, that's been fun because it, it brings breathes some new life into old songs that maybe were, you know, maybe a little too specific. Like we didn't have a lot of places we'd go with it because it's a little different. It's, you know, it's kind of the purple cow thing. It's it's unusual. So like a pr- publisher isn't like, yeah, we got to go demo this because there are 18 places around town we can go for. It. It's maybe something super specific or, or just maybe something that means something to me that I want to hear. But I can go and get it done and doesn't cost anybody anything but a little bit of time and then then uh, there's another thing that hit me i write with some artists all right and in the past i've made the mistake of stopping at just writing some songs with the artist the thing is the artist they write songs with a bunch of folks a bunch of good talented hardworking people and they have other good writers they can write with besides me so how can i get more of a spotlight on my song because honestly i don't like the odds of just going, I wrote some songs with them, maybe they'll cut it. Because remember, like we talked about earlier, a pro songwriter's job isn't done when you finish the song. It's not, I don't get paid for writing a song. I get paid when the song earns money, right? So a pro songwriter's job is done at the number one party. So how can I push that song toward the finish line after we've written it? So if I'm not the artist or the producer, what can I do about it? Well, there are two things I, I don't want to do. One is I don't want to cross my fingers and just hope that they love our song so much that they remember it when it's time to cut. Right. That's one. I don't want right. to, hope is a terrible strategy Two, I don't want to bug them about the song all the time. I don't want to be a germ. Right. So why not add value by providing the artist with a track that they can sing on? So that's what I've had some interns do for me is like working on demo tracks on some songs I've written with artists. That way I present the tracks to my artist co-writers and be like, hey, I really dig this song. So I just had my intern work up a track for it. If you dig it, you know, I can hook you up so they can get your vocal on it. Um, if you have any tweaks, let us know. If you don't love it, that's cool. Just want to present it. Just, you know, I thought it was cool. Just want to put a little bit of extra time into it. It lets them know I've invested at least some effort into our song. And it gives them a reason to listen to it again. Like I had that. So this is kind of newer. So I'm, I'm trying it out. But. I've had a couple tracks that some artists have, have sung on, and what it does, it, it, you know, as they put their vocal on it, hopefully it gets them living with the song some more, and hopefully that song will move from that large pile of everything they've written since the last album to that smaller pile of songs I've demoed and actually remember halfway, right? So this will hopefully result in more cuts. Uh, but along the way, it hopefully brands me in, in that artist's mind as a high-value co-writer. It's going to make it easier to get in the room with them next time. Like, again, thinking, what's that end point? I'm not done when they send me the work tape. 
No, my job is to get that sucker on the freaking record. How can I do that? Well, okay, I'm going to get so-and-so to work up a track, and I'm going to send it to him. Hope you love it. And sure enough, you know, we had an artist recently that they took that track and actually took it to one of their peeps and added some other stuff to it, sweetened it up, added some stuff, you know, remixed or whatever, and put their own vocal on it. I'm like, great, because they spent quite a bit more time living with it, and that hopefully when it comes time where they're starting to narrow down for the next record, our song is in a smaller stack. No guarantees. But look, hey, I provided, look, provided you the same, you know? And, and if it doesn't work with field, pitching. You're, you're leaving everything on the field. If you do exactly. Too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm taking more ownership of the outcome. Yeah. But again, it just hopefully makes me more valuable. Like, oh, well, yeah, we did wrote the song and Brent sent me tracks to it. Sweet. You know? So how can you lose that way? So we're talking about develop a superpower, show your work. Think outside the box. Like that is definitely outside the box thinking. I don't know of any other writer that's done that. Getting mm-hmm. a Belmont intern to do free demos for them, you know? Yeah. Well, well you're asking the right question. So, you know, and then what has to happen for me? I'm not a track guy. Okay. Well, what has to happen for you to be a track guy? Yeah. One well, is I can have an unlimited budget, which yeah, I yeah. don't. Yep. So that ship has sailed. So what else can I do? Oh, well, how how is there a way around that system of not, you know, around that hurdle of not having an unlimited budget? Interns. And again, you kind of get what you pay for a little bit, but some of it's good. And some of it, hopefully, you know, they'll be in the business for a long time. Most of them won't be, but some of them might be. And then I can be like, hey, I remember. Remember me? Mm -hmm. Help you get in the business. Hey, look. (laughs) (laughs) So you never know. Um, Let's see what else we got. Um... Oh, yeah. Be on the artist team. Okay. So I was writing a song with a buddy of mine, and he's also an artist. He loved the idea and he loved the song. And before the co write ended, I was already throwing out promo ideas for the song. Like, and that got him even more excited about our song. Like, he's been playing it out, and he's, and hopefully, he's going to make his next project. Uh, We just talked the other day, and he's still like wanting to cut it. Um, And then there's another artist friend that I discuss. Well, well, basically, I channel my inner Johnny D and talk to him about digital marketing ideas, you know, video content challenges, that kind of stuff. So when this artist writes with me, um, you know, not only is he expecting to get good lyrical content from me and good ideas and that kind of stuff, but he's going to get some business brainstorming going on, too. Yeah, creative brains. You know, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that. Like, because there's one thing every time I've ever written a song, halfway through the freaking thing, I'm already, I've got the lights imagined in my head. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the, the I, I'm thinking about what the video could look like. You know, yeah. I've got like all this visual imagery going on in my head. And, and then when you come in and you play in that sandbox too. Yeah. Well, that's like, oh man, I just, I don't know what it is, but I just have extra fun writing with Brent Baxter. Yeah. You know? And, you yeah. know, since our songs, you know, have a little extra love on them and a little more know what to do with it. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe they get that. I want to believe in this song more than another song. I can see yeah. the vision for what we can do with it. How, how huge is that? Like, I just was listening to a, um, a, a full length interview with John Bon Jovi. It was recent that, mm-hmm. the, that he did this interview. And he was he was we said this before, but he was talking about living on a prayer. And he was just somehow they got in this conversation. He's like, yeah, I didn't buy it. I just say, you know, Richie was like, you're crazy, man. This song is great. You know, and it took, there was such a divide between 
John and I, there must have been a couple other guys in the band that were just kind of like, eh, living in a prayer. Eh. Yeah. And then, you know, Richie was like, no, this thing's knocked down, drag out, hit song, you know. And they did the whole pizza parlor jury, jury thing. And that convinced John because all the kids were like, you're an idiot if you don't put this on that record, you know. Uh, but my point being, it, it's so obvious to us now in 2020 hindsight. Yeah. But, you know, right then and there, sometimes that artist doesn't know. So if you my, I guess what I'm roundabout way of saying is like, you know, when you let your sort of inner vulnerability or your fear of rejection or whatever get away from you because you think, well, maybe there's probably a better song or something like that. Man, just be, there, there might be a better song, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the artist is feeling it, yeah. you know. And so if he's got other ways to attach or she's got other ways to attach themselves to your song. Yes. That you caught with them, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, it just feels better. Like, you know what? I know what this one feels like and it'll look like on stage. And I just want this one on the record. Yeah. You know, and they're going to make an argument for that because there's more. I don't know how to say it. Like, what's the word? There's more. They, there's more weight to it on their soul and their and they got more feels about that than yeah. one that they're maybe unsure of, even though I mean, what, maybe the song is better. Well, I'm like, know. if I can provide you not only with a good song or hopefully a great song and, and the right song, but a great song. And here's a marketing plan. <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah. how, and here's how we're going to go viral on TikTok. Yeah. You know, whereas the other one that I didn't write on, they need to do that. And, and, you know, I, I don't care who the artist is. They probably don't feel like their team's doing enough. And they I have to do, they have to do a lot of it. Doing enough on digital. Their so team they're having to think about digital. it. And so the artist is having to think about it. So I can, if I can be on the team and really like this artist I'm thinking of, um, I'll, we'll talk about ideas and songs that aren't even mine, you yeah. know, ideas on it. If, if he wants to, why? Just cause I'm on the team, I'm on the team, rising tide gonna lift boats, yep. lift all ships. And, and if I'm valuable, then you know what? I'm, if I keep coming back in the room for all of it, I have a better chance of my song being that song. Amen. I'm just adding value, right? adding Amen. value you win by yep. adding value so uh, so yeah in, in my experience most artists rising artists especially are not they are not overserved by their labels and management the smart ones take ownership of their careers their branding their promo all that stuff so like don't just wait for their teams to bring them ideas like take take you know, help them take ideas to their teams and the smart artists take ideas to their teams so if i can help them do that and prepare ideas it unofficially makes me part of the team. Yep. So it's easier to get back in the room because Brent helps me out with ideas. And, and not only do I write a song with him, then I have, I, you know, he gives me ideas of what to do with it after it's over. And I mean, that's like the little secret, the dirty little secret or the open little secret of video content challenge. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I bring a co-writer or a potential co-writer on the show, we add value. We're not, yeah. you know, we're giving, we're not asking. We're just like free consultation. Here we go. How can we help you win? And we're all freaking out and geeking out and having a good time just playing in the sandbox together. Like, what yeah. about this sandcastle? What if we put this little tower on top of it? What if we did that? Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's it just all, it just is fun. It's fun. It's fun. So it's a good we hang. It, we, we make it fun. It's a good hang. And you know what? That's a daunting – that marketing piece is really smart, Brent. Like, when you're talking about a songwriter – making a play and trying to influence the marketing of something 
Like I never thought about that. This, so this is a brilliant episode. Like I never thought about it like that, but yeah, like they, how many times, especially when it's their own thing and they're the ones that have to be responsible for that, you know, where you can make it fun. And meanwhile, they're tripping about it. Yeah. Like I got so much to do and I've also got to do this over here, Mm -hmm. which maybe I don't feel like I'm that great at it. Even a lot of artists don't feel they're that great at it. Even when a lot of artists are great at it, Yeah, you know what I mean? But they don't consider themselves great at it. Yeah. And so when they can go into a place, a little, a little room, you know, whether it's a zoom room or a, a real room and they can freak out and all of a sudden it's fun. And then, and then it just gets their juices flowing. Mm -hmm. Like we've had those are just, when you said VCC, it made me think about that. Like how many times like, Oh, Oh. And then we could do that again, just excited as we are. Yeah. And I mean, now you walk away going, wow. Okay. That, that didn't suck so bad. You know, it's like (laughs) going to get your blood drawn. I think sometimes the artists of the marketing, it's like getting their blood drawn. They're like, Oh, okay. Here comes the needle. I'm going to look the other way. And then when you're over, like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of my artist buddies that we've had on here, like like with Brooklyn Blackmore, okay, it was our song. I helped to write it, <laughs> so yeah. I definitely have a dog in that hunt. Um, but in that like five, with Don Amaro, it wasn't. It wasn't like with Don and with Dustin Bird, you know, artist buddies of mine that uh, I don't have the current single. But come on, let's 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 jam on this VCC and see if we can come up with some video stuff. For one thing, uh, yeah, again, I'm giving, I'm adding yeah. value. Two, if we can help them help their singles do better, then if I do land on the project, it's a bigger project. Yep. <laughs> you know? And so everybody wins all the way around. And and that's the thing. Again, how do you add value? So, you know, those are just some some ideas to add value to your co-writes and to your co-writers, like to make yourself more valuable. So to help you get better co-writes in the future. And, and your value mix is going to be different than mine, Right. But my goal here is to get you thinking about how you can add real and perceived value to the writing room. So, you know, what are some ways that you add value to the writing room? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, I don't want to just have my thoughts. I want to hear yours. So when this drops and we post in the climb community, I would love for you to, in the comments, let us know, like, what do you do to bring value? You know, what's your songwriting superpower? What's your outside the room superpower like what are you doing to bring value to it i mean are you the freaking bus driver <laughs> do you sell merch yeah. like what are you doing you know uh cole swindell start off selling merch for luke bryan you know <laughs> like what can i do to add value so i can get in some rooms because i'm around and i'm in the orbit yeah whatever that is man that's a so, good point yeah i mean I, you know he had a relationship he was friends with him and then he's like hey i'll go sell merch and do whatever i gotta do just yeah. just to keep the gap close Exactly. Keep you my eyesight. You know? <laughs> so smart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the deal. And, you know, and speaking of adding value, I want to add some value to you, Climber, and help you on your songwriting journey by giving you access to over an hour of career transforming advice from the pros. We're talking hit makers for Garth Brooks, Lauren Daigle, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, and more. See, the first step to turning pro is thinking like a pro, and this is going to help you do that. It's going to help you. Think like the pros think by them. Open up their minds and letting you get some of that, letting that spill over you. So you just hop on over to songwritingpro.com slash preview and tell me where to send your access link, and I'll just hook you right up. Simple as that, songwritingpro.com slash preview. And, uh, you know, again, it's going to help you think like a pro so you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, connect to the pros and get some cuts and add value to your co-writes. And that's what I got. 
I love it. I love it. That's great, man. That's, I, I learned a lot in this episode. Um, a different way of thinking about it. Outside there we the go. Box. Thank you, sir. Hey, so guys, uh, once again, make sure you join the Climb community. Subscribe or follow the podcast. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes and tell a friend about it. That's what's most important. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.